Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms, feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month, with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms, wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your uh, former Hallmark hater. Today we're discussing Love, of course, as part of our fan favorite fall movies series. And if you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love to have you follow us on Instagram, Girls Gone Hallmark for all things Hallmark, and Megan and Wendy for... A peek behind the curtain. Jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. We got lots of talk about Countdown to Christmas over there. And today we are thrilled to be joined by co-host Eric from the Hallmark Mysteries and More podcast. Thank you for joining us, Eric. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about how you became a Hallmark movie watcher. How I became a Hallmark movie. So... The story all goes back to way back when in my young childhood. But um, back in, I don't know, late, two, like around 2018 or something like that, about, about five years ago now, I was just cruising the channels and uh, stumbled upon Summer Villa. And if anyone's seen Summer Villa, they know why I instantly became hooked. It, to this day, I think it is the best Hallmark movie. But so... I've always been a rom-com fan, so I started watching it. I didn't even know Hallmark really channel existed, and I assumed if it did, it was for, like, grandmas and everything like that. <laughs> I guess maybe I associate more as a, a, a grandma or something. I don't know. But so I, I, I watched Summer Villa, really got into it, and then I slowly found myself on weekends just start watching more and more of them and uh, just enjoy it. It's the, it's the fun escapism. I think I do okay knowing that I don't take them too serious. And you guys have your podcast. I'm sure you get the DMs where people will hit you up with like all these like minutia things that that couldn't happen in the real world. (laughs) And I just happily go off to Hallmark universe. Wendy has often said that she thinks Hallmark movies and mysteries puts out better movies than the Hallmark channel. Agree or disagree? Well, they're, they're just, it depends on what you mean by better they have more depth i think like the mysteries one of the things that's different about the mystery is it usually has multiple episodes so you can develop characters and you don't have to resolve everything in 123 minutes whereas um and then and then the dramas also just tend to be a little more like i say movies with more depth they don't have to end with a conflict slash romance Mm -hmm. 30 seconds later but like I don't know. I like Hallmark movies. I like the romance. I like the cheese. I like all of that stuff, too. So it's just a little different. I can't yeah. say better. can't say worse. So Countdown to Christmas is coming. If you had it to pick is. one movie that you're super excited about. Right, so you're going to make me like pick Sophie's the actual Choice. title? I don't know. <laughs> well, the, it's okay. Well, Describe I will say it. it's it's the one with um, 
Catherine Bell and James Denton. Oh, Just yes. because I'm excited for the Good Witch reunion. I love them together. Yes. But I'll say just overall, there's only two that I have issue with. Tell us. And I, I know you guys have, uh, like, like, there's some that you said you want to see, some you don't want to see. There's none that I looked at and just said, oh, I don't want to see you. But um, the like, I just really like so many fresh faces. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it has to do with the strike and all these, like, young Canadians are hopping in on or whatever, but... I lot, feel like they might also faces. be acquisitions too, like movies that Hallmark picked up just in case they needed to round out their slate. So they weren't necessarily produced with Hallmark in mind. We'll see by the quality because acquisitions, we can, we can talk about that other one we don't talk about and their <laughs> acquisitions are terrible. So Yes, I agree. Well, I'm excited for that Catherine Bell James Denton movie as well. That's a great cast all the way around. In terms of Countdown to Christmas, what can people expect from the Hallmark Mysteries and More podcast? What are you guys planning to well, cover? We just dropped our preview because for us, Christmas starts today because there's four weeks in a row of mysteries. Mm-hmm. So for us, this is the big highlight. And then it kind of goes off and we're in, in um, rom-com world. But there is Victor Webster, who very big fan of Victor Webster. Me too. And... Uh, He's in the mystery of Mistletoe Lane. So we do. I'm curious if it's an actual mystery or if it's like Santa Stakeout. Yeah. Mm, I like Santa Stakeout. Yeah, I know you did. And, <laughs> Paul Campbell can do no wrong. What can oh, I no, say? It was, it was good. Like, but Paul it Campbell's wasn't a mystery. Fine. It wasn't a mystery. I agree. Yeah. And I just never thought they had romantic chemistry. I thought it was a fun movie. I just. Never yeah, get the chemistry I don't, on that one. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that either. I just thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fun. I'll give you I'll give that. Are you ready to hear a synopsis of Love, of course? Before we jump into our discussion? Of yeah, course. you want me to go? Ready? I do. Amy is helping her daughter settle into college and lands a job to help with the annual Fall Harvest Festival. When Amy meets Noah, a charismatic, well-traveled professor, she learns more about herself and discovers a new life of her own. Let's hear first impressions. And we're going to go ahead and start with you, Eric. My first impression is my wife works for higher ed, and there's no way somebody could get hired within like (laughs) one conversation. (laughs) To hire someone takes about seven and a half years and talking to like 17 layers of people. No. My um, the reality of it though is this movie is absolutely adorable. I loved it when it first happened, and I was really excited when I saw your list. Um, I wanted to do Pumpkin Pie Wars because I, I like that one, and I should have been on there so I could have fought with you because it is a <laughs> yes, good Mary movie. Yes, Team Wendy. <laughs> yes, and um, but this movie is just adorable, and I'm so glad that I watched it again because it just reminded me that. It's really, really cute. And one of the biggest crimes out there is that Kelly Rutherford is only in one Hallmark movie because she killed it. Killed it. Well, that's my first impression, if I may. Mm, Go ahead. Bring Kelly Rutherford back to Hallmark because I was shocked in scrolling her IMDb. She's perfect in this role, on this channel. Uh, Why only one movie? Why? I don't know. Let's start a campaign. Yeah, justice for Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's your first impression? My first impression is you had me at Marco. 
Oh, how cute was a Marco Polo scene in both? That was and that was pretty cute. I at the end when she's looking for him, Marco, Marco. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> Wait, you don't do that with your husband? Never. <laughs> when you're no. like out at the ballet. Oh my god, how he would be so embarrassed. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine my husband? He'd be like, "What the hell are you?" My husband about? thinks it's hilarious to just like wander off. Like we'll be out someplace and he just like wanders and. I'll realize that his phone's in my purse. Like, I'll go to call oh, him and my purse rings. <laughs> That's, like, classic <laughs> my husband. Anyway, so, yeah, he would not play Marco Polo Aww. with me in a Home Depot. All right, well, let's talk what we liked about this movie. Eric, we're going to give you the floor to begin. Okay, so, as I said, Kelly Rutherford, um, she – well, first of all, the writing and the directing – were just fantastic. And be- to get ready for this, I talked to both uh, Lee Freelander, the director, and Tracy Andreen to just get a little bit of, of their thoughts and their takes. <laughs> Wait, just stop. casually drop stop, that stop, in. Stop, right there. Are you like dropping into their DMs? You contacted them? Yeah, chat with them. You don't chat with people? Well, you guys are snarkier than I am. I'm nice. No, 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 no. People like us. Let's be clear. Other than Let's other than Candace Cameron Bure, people uh, people every, like us. I'm I mean, nice to everybody. People drop into our DMs, we, but I don't think we've ever just like you directly like, reached out. To do you like, reach hey. out like via DM? Or are you emailing them? Is this a phone call? Explain the process to me. No, it's 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 mostly like DMs, but we chit chat and sort of. And then when the movie was coming up, I'm like, hey, I'm reviewing your movie. What do you got for me? Like Tracy, because I, I interviewed Tracy way back when. She's awesome. Uh-huh. And then when I was talking to her, she was like, hey, talk to Lee. And so I talked to Lee. You're so well connected, Eric. Well, that's the one of the other great things about Hallmark is the people associated with Hallmark are so willing to engage with fans. Whereas, like, I think if I were to, you know, say – Hey, Tom Cruise, you know, <laughs> tell me about Mission Impossible and like you're like hanging there. I have a feeling he wouldn't be like getting back or. He's going to leave you on red. Whatever. Yeah. I probably am ruining it because they're going to get blown up by everyone listening to your podcast starting trying to chat. They're going to get blown up by us. What are you talking about? <laughs> so one of the things that Tracy said, too, that was really interesting was this was her only movie that Hallmark didn't touch. Like oh. they what, what what they wrote and what Lee produced just went boom. They didn't have to because the other person who we don't like to talk about, the previous uh, regime head, was a control freak and would do a lot of things. But yeah, the movie was just great, and I have to agree. And I think Kelly. I'm not the hugest Cameron Matheson fan always, but this favorite role of his, I thought the chemistry between the two of them was just off the charts. Um. I also, for me personally, I realized watching this couldn't have been better timing. So I'm a little bit older than you with my kids a little bit older than you. I've went through both of them going off to school and all of that. But what just happened, I just, um, over Labor Day, my daughter moved to Boston to go start her career over there. And so I had to, you know, move her. Well, I didn't. She drove across country and then my wife and I flew out and met her there because... We're too old to be driving across the country for things like that. But <laughs> then we got there and, you know, took them to IKEA and all the places to buy all their furniture and everything. But I totally was relating to Kelly because my wife was just dying, wanting to get her apartment 
all set up. And my daughter's pace was a little bit different. She'd like build one thing like, okay, I need to take a break. And so we left and things were still unpacked. But I really, like I say, watching this again, I just connected to it um, personally and emotionally. So that was mm -hmm. awesome. The other thing I really liked, and I'll go back to Kelly, was she had a character that could so quickly and easily be unlikable. Mm. But she would always like take it right to that line and stopped. And she gave like the best looks that just sort of be um, like over to Cameron when she, he would say something. It would just be that like, OK, I'm kind of digging you or OK, you're wrong and you really need to do this, you know, corn maze and think, but just like she was able to just do that non-verbal acting. I thought that was just fantastic in this movie. I always love a second chance romance story, and I loved that. Uh, Kelly Cameron pairing was amazing. I agree. Cameron Matheson isn't like my number one always, but I think he was fantastic in this role. He kind of sometimes gets relegated to like the dad roles. As opposed to like leading man role. Mm. I loved when Kelly said, why would an agriculture professor refuse to put roots down? I just loved that writing moment. And I love a fall movie that feels like fall, like a fall festival with a corn maze. Yes, please. All of it. It was such a joyful experience to watch it. I agree with you 100%. I thought this was such a nice fall movie. It was aesthetically pleasing to look at. And we had a little bit of like fall weather here, I would say yesterday. <laughs> so like, like 72 while degrees. Yeah, I was about to say I, yeah. Southern California fall weather. Yeah. I was hyped. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm all in. I'm the decorating this weekend. Yeah. Like it's, it's happening. I thought they, Cameron and Kelly had fire chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I had read some of the IMDb reviews, which we all know that they're always not very good but some of the reviews said like the these two have no chemistry and i was like are you kidding me like the dance floor scene mm -hmm. first of all a guy who gets out on the dance floor and does 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 country line dancing like i'm all sold in. yep totally okay. sold. i got a story for you tell us so that's one of the things that lee told me like they all went and they did uh, line Practice. dancing lessons. Uh -huh. Oh, fun. And, but Cameron was already like very good at it. Ah. I believe that. So I love that scene because it felt so much like a real date. It did. Absolutely. And then as that song ends and the slow song starts, like there was just passion between these two. Yeah. And then not only that scene, we're followed by the porch scene right after where he wants to go in and kiss her and she's got reservations because, you know, she's dealing with a lot of baggage. But like, oh, so good. I agree. So Cosign. So um, I want to talk about Cameron Matheson for a second. Now, I know you said that he's not your favorite. I know he's not your favorite. As a Hallmark newcomer like myself, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. I thought he left for the other channel. I don't really know the backstory there. Are you guys familiar? He's the only one I know of who's had a decent presence over there who's come back. Who's come back. He's not doing both, is he? Do we know? Yeah. He but I think both? he's only doing, is he doing anything other than Hannah Swenson? 
I don't. I haven't seen him. He's not in anything. Countdown to Christmas. No, no, right. He's not. I don't know. I have to put those like personal feelings aside. I think he's a really good actor, mm-hmm. and I think all his years on soaps have like really enabled him to emote with his face, have a natural reaction to like what his co-star is saying to him it's he's just not reading the lines yeah i think there's something to be said he has over 1300 episodes of soap operas between um all my children and general hospital and i think there's a lot to be said for all of the screen time that that has given him and all of the opportunity to play opposite other actors i think he's good i'd like to see him in more things on our and, channel. <laughs> and by the way, when I say he's not my favorite, I, I don't dislike him by any yeah. means. Mm. Yeah, no, he's just I sort of one of the, I wouldn't go out of my way to see him, but I don't avoid him. Right. Either. Right. And he's great as, you know, in the Hannah Swinson slash Murder, She Baked. I thought that, I've only seen the most recent one. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. I thought that was a good movie. Um, like Eric, I found Amy's storyline super relatable. We, Meg and I both have kids who are in high school and we're coming up on that kind of midlife, like empty nest, empty (laughs) nest. What am I going to do with my life? So it's nice to see Hallmark kind of share those narratives. If it felt like it was for me. Yes. I know. Well, that your comment about wanting to set up her room when her daughter's like, no, no, I'll do it later. I thought, but you're not going to do it as well as I could help you. Exactly. (laughs) Like It's not going to be as good as if mom helps. (sighs) That I would have had a very hard time walking away in that moment. Um, I would have been the mom who came back and did it for oh, her. Oh, me too. 100%. <laughs> I'd have been like, go ahead and go. I'll stay here and yeah. do everything. Um, two more things. Uh, I loved how the fall festival was at the end of the movie. Like, we were looking forward to it. And I thought they did that really well. You know, sometimes we get, like, a festival. It's, like, m- mid-movie. And then we get, like miscommunications or whatever right. afterwards. Um, I found myself like very excited to see what this festival was, was going to look like. Um, maybe that's just like the PTA mom in me. Like I, <laughs> I just felt very uh, connected to, to what Amy was doing and what her yeah. job was. And finally, uh, there was great music throughout this entire movie. Did anybody notice? I it? didn't clock it at all. Really? Totally. <laughs> I'm not surprised you didn't clock it. It was really good. Really, really good. All right. Let's talk what we wished for. You're up, Eric. Okay. So the initial, I don't know if it's a me cute or not, but when uh, Cameron Noah is driving or doing his wheelbarrow across the street and he gets annoyed at her for almost running him down, I'm like, the dude just jaywalked with a wheelbarrow in front of her. <laughs> so she was totally in the right to roll. Done. So it's funny. I, I remember flashing back to think like, oh, this movie is just going to be horrible. So it sort of initially set up this bad thing of which obviously everything got got corrected. Um, I didn't have a lot I didn't, you know, really love about it. The one thing, though, that I found funny was the corn maze scene um, was when they were uh, he was mowing it and they see all the corn flying and then they show the overhead and it's perfectly cleaned out yes. and like complete <laughs> and it's massive and it's been manicured. So, I, I, you know, once again, as I said, I go to Hallmark Universe and it doesn't really bug me per se, but I got a chuckle out of how it was just perfectly clean and uh, going going through that. 
Yeah, like a crop circle. <laughs> and then exactly. the other is, and I don't, like, I thought the conflict was, they handled it well, but it seems where where Amy was being like, well, I promised my daughter I would leave. It seems like that was one of the ones which such an easy conversation to have, whether or not you need to go or not, before you're making these big decisions, you could just talk to your daughter. Right. So I thought that one was one that, could have been, which she ended up doing and having having that conversation. But I just thought it was, you, you, it could have been for her, like him going to Australia was really good. But she could have just resolved that a little bit, I think, quicker, easier. Yeah, um, I I thought the story was pretty predictable. Like we knew what was going to happen. They were going to be together at the end. But I appreciated that they didn't throw in any huge mis- miscommunications. <laughs> like You know, there was a lot of like, What's the word I'm looking for? Like side talk happening that could have led to a misunderstanding between our two leads, uh, you know, because like the daughter was involved and he had the friends and the mutual friends and whatever, right? Yeah, it's not manufactured conflict. Like you can see the conflict building the entire time. It makes sense. Right. But I I agree with Eric. Like those were simple conversations that could have happened. and, and, And for a second, I thought, why doesn't she just go to Australia with this guy? Like, yeah, what does she have? Holding what does she got here? going on? You know, she could go with him. Like, you know, anyway. Uh, so for me, I, I that is the only wish that I had mm. is that they could have maybe made it a little bit more difficult, but I appreciated that they didn't. Well, I feel like her not leaving for Australia is a throwback to earlier. That line that I love, like, why haven't you put down roots? And he says he hasn't had any reason to. And now he has a reason to. As opposed to him being like, still not putting down roots. You come with me. Like, Mm -hmm. grab your bags. Um, To Eric's point, in the beginning of the movie, I also uh, had like a little moment where Amy and Noah, it's like the second time they're crossing paths and she drops a bag full of things and he's helping her pick it up. And he's like, I've seen this a lot of times. Parents who can't let go. And look, every single parent dropping their kid off at college is having a moment of like push and pull and giving them the freedom, but you're going to miss them. And I'm losing control over their life. I just felt like give her a little bit of grace, man. Yeah, like don't. But they recover from that very quickly. He doesn't lean into that. Like, you know, you're over the top mom role mm-hmm. am i the only person who was very strongly team no corn maze now hear me out i loved the corn maze i love the idea of a corn maze even though if someone i knew was lost in the corn maze they'd be lost there forever because i would <laughs> never find my way to them however he's pushing back he's like we got to harvest the corn early and she's like it's fine just do it when they mow that corn down, is that how you harvest corn? By completely mowing the stalk down? Because that seems like a lot of crop they're losing for the next year. I don't know how you harvest corn. I don't either. Do you no know idea. how you harvest corn, Eric? Not that way. Yeah, you have the uh, the reaper that or whatever that thing's called. And then that stalk that is going to regrow the next year, yes? There, but no, I think they replant. Okay. The corn doesn't grow again. But they, yeah, it doesn't, well, I don't know, maybe someone came through in, in the wheelbarrow and collected all, it all of up. it. I just thought, but it's not such an easy thing to just mow through all this. Like, they're losing a lot of crop well, space it's so for funny. next they year, did an but aerial, maybe it doesn't matter. They did an aerial shot of it. I was like, that's that's huge. That's like acres and acres <laughs> and acres. Like, why couldn't they just take it in a little corner of it and made like a cute little maze? Yeah. Like, don't use your whole crop full of it. Or build one out of hay bales. That's what I thought, too, when he had all that hay. I'm yeah. like, just do that. Yeah. But she did address that because she was like, 
corn maze brings the people and if we don't bring the people then we don't have a festival next year so sacrifice your corn now yeah Yeah, i I thought she had a fair point too i do too but i was like he came around you know bring her a little chicken soup and corn maze oh my gosh we need to talk about the chicken soup go ahead let's let's hop to did you see that okay but i'll hold off i'm gonna let our guests go first and did you see that moment okay well i'm gonna do the did you see that with uh by doing once again a little dropping name dropping hopefully oh, that the marco polo was tracy andreen's favorite thing that she's written uh oh. that scene so and i know we said we like we all liked it as well and the corn maze when i was asking lee about what was funny she said that filming that because they didn't fit on there and they couldn't really drive the thing <laughs> that they were it was she said there was just like out of control laughing and everyone was like that whole scene was just really hodgepodge together which i was knowing that going into it i was looking for it to see him like veering off he looked like he was handling it pretty well <laughs> but um she said that yeah that was absolutely hilarious filming that scene so i, I like i said I, re- I really liked that and then yeah so the the are you going to, I'll let you talk about the chicken soup because I'm not sure how I feel about the chicken soup. Well, that chicken soup was water. Like when he takes the lid mm. off, it's like water and there's <laughs> it's like his some mom's recipe. Don't don't bug on his mom. I was like, no, what? No, like, I didn't even, even notice. Even like a Campbell soup would have looked better than that. I don't know. I just was like, mm. again, it's the Hallmark universe. Got to let it go. But I just thought, like, don't take the lid off in that moment if the soup's not going to bring it visually. That was. My thought about. I will tell soup. you while we were uh, while I was watching that scene, I hopped on Pinterest to look for a homemade chicken soup recipe. <laughs> oh well, it is delicious. I also thought she leaned a little too hard on like I have a cold, <laughs> I can't get off the couch. I'm like, lady, you are a mom. Power through. <laughs> like I've not taken a day off for a cold. Maybe and she had 16 years. <laughs> Maybe she it was. Well, she also did not look very sick. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, for me. The corn maze was the biggest. Did you see that for me? Like you said, it was those lanes were all cleaned up. There was no debris. Uh, but there is one point where he goes to start it and he's looking at a, a map and then he just like goes in. And I was like, don't you guys have to like spray paint this out or something? <laughs> like, he's got photographic memory to know how to do it. Willy nilly, like in there and goes <gasps> My corn maze never would have connected. They would be like, we can't get out because there's only one way in. <laughs> can't, you're lost forever. It's the Harry Potter corn maze. And then he puts the signs up where it's like the questions of like, who, what family, how, what state has the most family farms? I'm like, hell, I don't know. I'm like, I would be lost in this thing forever. I don't know the answer <laughs> to these questions. Marco, yeah. What else did you have? I know you had like a big list. Um, well, look, the apples are not that shiny off the tree. They're they're not. They become shiny through whatever process they go through sending them to the grocery store. They've got that big pile of apples they picked. They're not shiny. Um, and the worst apples. They had red delicious. Those well, are like the worst apples to eat. Lots yeah. of apples are red that aren't red delicious. Okay, fine. But anyway, she goes through and they're picking apples and she just like yoinks one off the tree and pulls an entire branch off. And then the next moment she's like doing it correctly but they never discuss like how to do it twist you gently twist an apple eric have you ever been apple picking when i was a kid i've never i wouldn't i'm from michigan so we have like all that you don't you know it doesn't get cold enough out here to have apple trees you gotta be north right yeah Yeah, we have apple farms we go every year almost every year but we pretend like it's fall it's 85 degrees so listen mike i'm having a 
huge like deja vu right now. My uh, grandma lived in Michigan, grew up in Michigan, and she always talked about Johnny Appleseed. Is that some sort of like folklore for Michigan? Yeah. Well, no, it's like Americana. Yeah, folklore. I don't know. I just he went across all- the whole country and planted his seeds across the entire country, and that's not why we have she apples. She told me it was only in Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. She retconned Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, totally. My last did you see that is they apparently make a 16-hour drive in like four hours because they leave from L.A., they arrive in the same clothes on the same day. They've only had a muffin for a snack from L.A. to Oregon, wherever – Oregon College is, even if it's Southern Oregon, that's like a 16-hour drive from L.A. Yeah, I was wondering, too, her brother never sent her clothes. She only had, like, enough clothes for, like, two days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was in my notes. I'm like, what the heck? Where'd she get all that extra clothing from? And beautiful clothing. Cashmere sweaters, beautiful coats. And her big, beautiful office that this temporary employee at the university has been given with these wood panel walls and big enough room to... Have a giant conference table. Yeah, when they showed that, I thought, why wouldn't she be working out of her home? So, yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was weird. Yeah, this contract employee. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Eric, in that? Did you see that category? Well, okay, so I was going to say with the soup, I couldn't figure out, was he like tucking her into bed or was she just on the couch? She was on the couch, but it was kind of creepy how like he put the blanket like up to her <laughs> neck put the it just right seemed it seemed a little like i know they were at this point like hey i dig you you dig me kind of stuff but it did seem pretty intimate i think so too they, and their faces were so close i'm like a woman who is that sick he should not put his face that close to her she's she's cute i would i would risk a cold for, oh, for a little kelly cute. rutherford action She's cute. <laughs> There's a scene in You've Got Mail, which I reference a lot on this podcast, where Meg Ryan's character is sick and Tom Hanks comes over and I heard you were sick. And he brings her flowers and makes her tea with honey. And it's a very sweet scene, very intimate, too. And they are still kind of like clashing at that point in the movie. I don't know if you're a You've Got Mail fan, Eric, but the scene was reminiscent of that for me. All the was is that a that's a 90s, right? Yeah. 90s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, AOL is the star of that movie with the dial-up tone. So I was just having that conversation at work the other day about oh back when you used to have that little noise and it would just send those endorphins running through your body. And you'd God, like, you've totally. got mail. Totally. Look at the phone, the house phone, and connect my computer to it. Yep. It was awesome. The day we got that AOL CD in the mail was <laughs> the best day of my life. All right. Let's rate this movie, and then we're going to move on to a special segment. Eric, out of five stars, what do you give Love, Of Course? Four and a half. Oh, nice. I gave it four stars. 3.75. Why so low? That's not a low rating. I it To me, it seems low. It's, I don't think it's low. It, you, you knocked it down because I had water chicken soup. That's right. Really, <laughs> other than that, there's really nothing wrong with this there's movie. There's nothing really wrong with this movie. I agree. It was a great – and I'll be honest, a 3.75 is not a bad rating for me. Like – like it, it's it feels bad. Okay. <laughs> it does feel bad. Well, I don't mean it that way. We are going to play a game called Gone Hallmark where we have a series of rapid fire questions to throw at you. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you uh, ready? I don't know. You can do you, it. You may need filter button. <laughs> hey, we have an explicit rating, so say whatever I know. you want. <laughs> first up, bad boy or boy next door? Like me? In a Hallmark <laughs> movie. <laughs> Wait, like, I'm, I'm, Tell us, I'm, Eric. I'm trying to figure out, are you asking like 
like myself or what do I like as far as the actor to be? <laughs> I mean, choose your own adventure here. <laughs> but the spirit with which it was intended was in a Hallmark movie is the ending of that sentence. Well, I, I'd have to. I'm definitely this oh, terrible bad boy. So your team boy next that. door. No, he's team no, bad I'm, boy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad boy. Oh, you I mean, are on. an actual bad boy. No, he likes bad boys. Both. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I feel bad or a little awkward saying I like bad boys. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, in Hallmark I'm, not judge, I'm not judgmental and I love everybody. So. <laughs> All right. If you have to pick one, do you pick The Way Home or Ride? Considering I never saw Ride, I'd have to go with The Way Home. It's, it's the right choice. It is the right choice. In a Hallmark movie, do you prefer a fake dating trope or an enemies to lovers trope? Oh, the, I'd have to go with the fake only because the frenemies, sometimes they're just too harsh. And I'm like, that person would never like that person after that introduction. Agree. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Another Wedding Veil trilogy. Yay or nay? I'm done. <laughs> I liked it. But I just don't know where it goes unless they go into the guys. Oh, oh hey. Hey, um. Do you want to see digital snow or do you want to see faux leaves? Okay, so you guys talk about this stuff all the time. My eyes are bad, so I never can tell what's real, what's not. Other than Haul Out the Holly when they had the snowmen that was like looked like styrofoam yes. balls. But other than that, I never know when it's like fake or like CGI pumpkins or anything like that. Well, the digital like, snow to me is obvious because it never lands on their clothing. So it's like, it's like snow falling yeah, and they're like, I just pristine. don't notice no, those notice. things. I'll go, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with the, I'll go with the leaves because I think the fall movies are, uh, are fun. This one might be hard for you to answer. Hannah Swenson or Curious Caterer? Oh, easy. Curious Caterer. Oh. Mm. All right. Next one. The right the answer, by the way, was Gourmet Detective. <laughs> the fans are going to come for you on this one. Mystery 101, Gone Too Soon or It Was Time? Well, so one of the things being a mystery, Hallmark Mystery podcast is we get them coming for us all the time. <laughs> you can never like Mystery 101 too much. In fact, I, I, I do feel like I'm kind of name dropping, but we are talking to uh, Jonathan Christian Plummer tomorrow. Oh, but, again. Um, yeah, so because he did um, Mystery Island, he's the writer for Mystery Island. I I think it ended too soon, but I'm not losing sleep over it ending. Cute kids or cute dogs in a Hallmark movie? Oh, kids are the worst. So oh. definitely dogs. <laughs> I was worried what direction you were going with that. Thank you. Uh, do you want a Christmas tree lighting or do you want cookie decorating in your Hallmark movies? Cookies. All right. This is a tough one. The final By the question. Way, yes. I want more Hanukkah movies. Oh, yeah. Agree. Yes. I don't think there is one. Yes, there I is. I didn't. There is one. Oh. I wasn't paying attention during our entire episode? Yes, there is one. This is a tough one, and it's the final question. Name a supporting actor or actress who deserves a lead role in a Hallmark movie. Oh, I've got like a huge long list of this. Let's hear. Um, well, okay. So there's J.C. Dunn from who's Marla on um, Curious Cater. Love her. She's fantastic. She cracks me up. Um, Madison Smith, he has been a supporting in a ton of things. He's awesome. Maddie, whatever, his Fredericio. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. He, 
he is absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, that list it, it, so many, so many. But I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with JC just because she's adorable. I'm a guy, so I've got a very high fondness for for her. You know, I'm wondering, did anybody clock the actress who plays roommate Maddie Seaton? Um, I didn't realize it was who it was until you told me. Oh yeah, it's Gabby. Gabby Douglas, Douglas, as in the that, Fierce Five. Yeah, I, I guess that would be a or did you see it type comment? Yes, huh? I was when she looked familiar to me, and then as I'm looking at the IMDb, I was like, "That Gabby Douglas," and yes, that Gabby Douglas. Did she? I think it was act? the beginning and the end of her acting. Yeah, career. she had she has a couple voice roles. Um, she was in the Gabby Douglas story, but yeah, she uh, did not have a long acting career. Um. So All who's right. who's? I'll throw that back at you. What what uh, supporting do you want? I mean, we have an ongoing like justice for campaign, but our number one is always Maddie Finocchio. Yeah, like it's got to be Maddie, and then see, we'll, we're there. But yeah. uh, uh, guiding Emily, loved his character. He was in that. fantastic. So good in that. Yeah, um, poor Maddie's gonna think that we're stalking him because we bring it up so much. But we just. We're Team Maddie. We are. Hey, Eric, tell people where they can find you outside of this podcast. Well, I'm kind of uh, a little all over the place, but if we're if you if you're interested in mysteries, that's Hallmark Mysteries and More, um, which we have our uh, podcast by the same name as well as Instagram. Pretty pretty active there. And then when I throw my rom com hat on, I'm Hallmark Movie Reviewer over there on Instagram. Um, sometimes I do some YouTube stuff, not very often over there. Yeah, so hop on over and find Eric in all of those places. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We appreciate you taking the time to watch this movie and meet up with us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.